Mendocino County Remembered. Oral histories collected and published under the auspices of the Mendocino Historical Society for the American Bicentennial in 1976. Read by Linda Pack. Today, from Cato, the recollections of Merrill Williams. I have only one name, and that's Merrill Williams. I was born in Cato in May 31, 1891. My grandfather, Samuel Williams, had a blacksmith shop in Cato. At one time, there were three blacksmith shops there. That was in the days when everything was done in the blacksmith shops, like garages now. You found one or two in every town, and sometimes it was quite a ways between towns. Now, his shop was on the west side of the road going to Branscombe, right into the town of Cato. And that's where the old hotel was. My parents ran that hotel for years, the Cato Hotel. The road started at Westport and come across to Cato, and at Cato, instead of coming towards Laytonville, there was no Laytonville, it went straight through and came out down at what they called Ten Mile. There's a creek down there called the Ten Mile Creek. Ten Mile North, not Ten Mile near Fort Bragg. It was the old stage route. Cato disappeared about 1920. Before that time, there was a big store there and a telegraph office, Western Union Telegraph, post office, and Oddfellows Lodge. When the road come up from Willits this way, this road fell where the highway is. There was no highway then, of course, just a wagon road. It went off one way onto Covalo, one to Westport, one way north, four-way split out of here. As far as I know or am concerned, that was the cause of the whole thing, that road formation, because they all met here. Then the business started to drift towards Laytonville, and two of the blacksmith shop moved here, and there was White and Simpson. They practically owned the whole valley at one time in Cato. They had a big store there, but after the store burnt down, they never rebuilt it, just faded away. Did you know that Cato, the valley part, at one time was underwater? That ditch comes out of there now. It was started by uh, Simpson and White, I think with a hand plow. They built this ditch down there to drain this lake, see? In the wintertime, when it's raining, gets five or six feet deep with water. Quite a duck pond in the wintertime. Now, all the produce that they used in Cato for years and years, especially through the store, White and Simpson had the only store, all that stuff was carried in by Indians from Westport, over the mountain. They had a trail across it, take about three or four days a trip. They carried it on their backs. At one time, they had a Cato Indian reservation. It was on that ranch about a quarter mile from our house. They had a little village there, about 20 families, and lots of times, nearly every day, I'd wander up there. There were three or four boys up there about my age, and we used to play together, play baseball and what have you, go fishing or something. We never did hunt much together, because kids didn't hunt in those days, so they didn't trust them with a gun. But fishing, in the wintertime, when the salmon was up, we used to go salmon fishing all the time. Of course, they practically lived on salmon. Caught them with their hands, and the kids drug them home and dried them. That was their meat for the winter. Indians at that time weren't much game hunters, deer hunters like that. They didn't have much deer, but they caught a lot of fish, because they're easier to catch, see. 
So the Indians, they didn't raise no garden or nothing like that. So they survived on what they picked out of the ground. Acorns were the main thing. They made their flour out of acorns. They would go out in the fall of the year, and when the acorns began to fall, they would pick these acorns up in big baskets, and then they dried them a little and put them in water and made their flour. Acorns are dark. It made real dark flour. And they used to pick up these buckeye balls and dry them and pound them up and mix them together. The buckeye balls inside are perfectly white, and they change the color of the flour, and they lived on that. I never tasted it after it was cooked. I, I tasted the buckeye when they was pounding it up, but it had a peculiar taste to it, and I don't know as I would like it. Yeah, the Indians, they lived on the produce of the land, acorns and caterpillars. Every few years you got a mess of those caterpillars, take the leaves all off the trees. Well, they'd catch them by the sackful and dry them up and ate them. Probably powdered them up. They were one of the staple foods. They were good people. You've been listening to the recollections of Merrill Williams. To learn more about Mendocino's rich past, visit any of our county's many excellent museums, libraries, and historical societies. A full listing of Mendocino County Remembered episodes and selected audio archives can be found at lindapack.net. Mendocino County Remembered is produced by Mary Eigner and Linda Pack for KZYX and Z.